Growing up in the era of Barbie movies, I like to consider myself a bit of an expert in believing in oneself. All you have to do is follow your heart, and sooner or later the power of friendship will swoop in and save the day. Whether or not we grew up with Barbie movies, we are all familiar with the idea that all you require for success is belief in yourself and for only our hearts truly know the way we should go. It is a rather nice sort of everything's gonna work out fine sentiment, but the Bible tells us in Jeremiah 17:9 that the heart is deceitful above all things. Following Jesus means putting our faith wholly in God rather than hopes and dreams of our deceitful hearts. Two beautiful examples of this kind of faith are found in the story of the dead girl and the sick woman in Mark chapter 5. The story begins when Jesus is met by a synagogue ruler named Jairus who falls to his knees asking Jesus to heal his daughter who is dying. As they travel to where the child is, a huge crowd gathers around them and among this crowd is a woman who has suffered from bleeding for 12 years. She reaches out and touches Jesus' robe because she knows that if she does, she will surely be healed, and she is. And Jesus feels power go out from him, and he turns around and he says, Who touched my robe? And she falls to her knees before him and says, It was me. And he says, Go, your faith has healed you. And well, they continue to see the child, and when they arrive at Jairus' house, they find out that she has died. And all the people, they laugh at Jesus when he says, don't worry, she is not dead, she is sleeping. But he goes and he brings her back to life. He says, little girl, get up, and she does. And so after healing the young girl, Jesus tells everyone present not to tell anyone, not to go around spreading the news. And when I read this, I thought, well, why? I Surely a whole bunch of these people spreading this amazing eyewitness account of such an incredible miracle would, would share Jesus' good news to so many other people. Why? Ever wouldn't Jesus want people to tell people? And I thought, well, I think a big part of it is because Jesus understands that it is human nature to be a sort of doubting Thomas, as we may say. Jesus understands that people struggle to believe things they haven't seen for themselves, no matter how incredible an eyewitness account is. And that made me think of myself sometimes, how I find myself thinking, I'm not smart enough to hear what Jesus tells me. I mean, from a young age, I was taught how to pray. You pray the Lord's Prayer. You, you pray every night before you go to bed, pray in the morning. But I was never, I never felt like I was told how to listen and how to hear what God says. And so I found myself so often saying, God, I'm, I'm not smart enough to hear what you're saying. I'm not smart enough to pick up on subtle signs. Send me, send me a thunderclap or some crazy vivid dream that's going to tell me exactly what you want me to know. And I feel like when that doesn't happen, well, then I'm really not smart enough or whatever. But this passage reminds me, Jesus understands that. Jesus understands how I'm going to struggle to believe something I haven't seen for myself. And that doesn't mean he's going to send me the crazy vivid dream or whatnot. But it doesn't mean that I'm a failure for not understanding what he does show me. It just means that I just need to have more faith and trust in him. And that's what, that's what this passage is about. It's about faith. And we're all, most of us at least are familiar with John 3.16. For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Jesus is calling for our faith. In Mark 5.34, he tells the woman, go, your faith has healed you. And later in Mark 5.36, he tells Jairus, don't be afraid, just believe. Neither of these people had to prove themselves worthy. They didn't have to be smart enough to understand what he said. They didn't have to do a certain amount of good works. They didn't have to read their Torah enough. 
They just had to have faith. And the woman knew that. She knew that all she had to do to heal 12 years of suffering was to enter into Jesus' presence and touch his robe. So the big question is, why don't we? All we need for salvation, to experience the miraculous, to experience Jesus, is to have faith and enter his presence. But so often, we don't just not do that, we run from it. And I thought, why? Again, I ask, why don't we do that? And I thought, and I thought, and I think I have maybe two reasons. Jairus and the woman both had one important thing in common throughout the story. They both fell to their knees before Jesus. Because that's, that's what entering into his presence is. It is falling at our knees and humbling ourselves. And that's scary. It is part of human nature to want to be in control. That's, that's why the idea of believing in ourselves is so prevalent today. To, because if we can believe in ourselves, if we can follow our heart, if we follow our, our destiny, that means we are in control. We know what's right. We know what we need. But to enter into Jesus' presence is to surrender all that to Jesus and to trust in him. And that's scary. We don't like that. It makes us uncomfortable. That's why we choose to turn to believe in yourself and the magic of friendship. And I think the other reason is back to the uh, another idea. We don't feel good enough. We don't feel smart enough. We don't feel worthy enough. Back to how I feel, I've so often caught myself thinking, I can't enter into Jesus' presence. I haven't read my Bible enough this past month. I haven't been praying regularly enough. I have not been doing enough good deeds. I haven't been kind enough. I haven't been smart enough. And I think those are the times when we really do need to enter into his presence because we're not called to be worthy. We're not called to be smart. We're not called to be perfect. We're called to have faith. And we're called, to, we're called to reach out and touch Jesus' robe. So I think that's the big question we can be reflecting on the next week, the next month, for the rest of our lives. Am I in Jesus' presence? Do I enter in Jesus' presence? And if I don't, why don't I? Am I putting my faith in Jesus? Or am I still waiting for the power of friendship to swoop in because I followed my heart?